concerned. In fact, there's not anything out there that he can't handle. How many of you know that? <laughs> there's no problem. There's nothing out there that our God can't handle. And we just praise him for his miracle working power in Jeff's body and in his life. We just thank the Lord for all that he's done. And I'm praising him for all I believe he's going to do. The Lord's just going to keep on working. There's something going on around here, folks. If you haven't felt it, you don't sense it. The Lord's just up to something in this place. And we just praise him and bless his holy name for all that he's done. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. So glad that you're here to worship with us and to share with us in this special time of worship. Those that are watching by live stream, we welcome you as well into our service time this morning. Before I read my scripture, I just want to mention one thing. I would like to meet very briefly with our local council, church council, at the end of the service this morning. So if a council will meet right over here uh, for just, won't take, I don't think, over three or four minutes at the most, but I do need to chat with you for just a minute. And I do want all of you to be praying about uh, your council. They're going to be meeting this coming Thursday night uh, to go over a lot of things and kind of launch us out into the new year and set the pace for where we're going and for what's going to be happening. So I want to encourage you to be praying much for your local church council as they meet this coming Thursday evening uh, to take care of several business matters and to kind of set the pace for where we're going in the coming months. And then as Brother Zeb mentioned, our conference superintendent, Brother Mike Ainsworth, will be here next Sunday morning preaching. And he's also going to share with you just a little bit of information, I understand, about some of the uh, resumes they've received and kind of where we go from here in your pastoral search. So be here next Sunday morning, come praying, and let's just believe that the Lord is going to do some great and mighty things. I'm going to let you remain seated this morning for the reading of God's Word because I'm just going to read one verse, so I'll let you stay seated for that. But open your Bibles, if you have them, to 2 Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, a very familiar verse, a very familiar portion of scripture, one that I'm sure many of you could even quote, but let's look at it together this morning, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, the apostle Paul is speaking here to his son Timothy in the faith, and he says these words, for which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, though I'm suffering, though a lot of things are going on, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. And here's the part that I really want you to get in your spirit this morning. For I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. Listen to that statement. I hope you'll leave here this morning like this if you're not now. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Let me read those words again. I am persuaded 
that, I, that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now I want to talk to you for a little while this morning on this subject. I want to talk to you about confidence for the future. Having confidence for the future. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your people that have gathered in this place. Lord, I sense your presence here in a mighty way. I just believe you're here to touch hearts and to change lives. Lord, I just pray in these next few minutes that your sweet spirit will hover over this place, that you will come down upon us in your glory this morning. Lord, I pray that you will anoint me to preach the word that you've put into my spirit this week for this service. Lord, I just pray that you'll anoint these frail lips of clay. Give us that anointing that makes preaching easy, that makes preaching powerful, that makes preaching effective. Lord, I just pray that you'll speak through your word and through your servant this morning. Make this a good time, and we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do. For we ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. As we prepare to move on into this new year, I think most of us would agree that there's a tendency for us to enter into this special time with a lot of different emotions. As we come to a new year and say goodbye to the year that is behind us, I think we come with a lot of emotions rolling around inside of us. I think for one, there are a lot of times there are feelings of hope and feelings of expectation. I think a lot of times we enter the new year thinking and believing and hoping that everything is going to be better than it was this past year. How many of you kind of felt that way, what was hoping that and feeling that as you entered into this new year? A lot of times we go into this time of the year again with hope and feelings that things are going to get better. But then sometimes we find ourselves struggling with fear and struggling with anxiety, and we find ourselves wondering, are they really going to get better? Are things really going to get better? Or is it just going to be more of the same? Just more of the same old thing I've been putting up with? <laughs> just more of the same old things I've been living with? Is it really going to get better, or is it really going to get worse than what it has been. How many of you know we can struggle with those two extremes at the first of a new year like this? Part of us wants to believe it's going to be better. Part of us may be feeling that maybe it's just going to get worse. How many of you know this morning that we're living in a world that is filled with fear and filled with anxiety? How many of you know as we enter into this new year that everything around us seems to just be coming apart? 
Our world is in turmoil this morning. Institutions are failing us on every hand. Families are falling apart. Churches are closing their doors. I read statistics lately that tell me that there are several thousand churches that close their doors every year. We're living in a world this morning that is just filled with turmoil and with strife and with fear and with confusion. And if you're not careful, you reach the place that you wonder if there is anything and anybody in whom you can place your confidence and place your trust. You reach a place sometimes that you wonder if there's anybody that can really help us out of the mess that our world seems to be in. Well, if you're feeling any of that this morning, I've got some good news for you as we get ready to enter this new year. <laughs> How many of you are ready for some good news this morning? <laughs> I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. I've got some good news for you this morning. No matter what you may be feeling, no matter what you may be going through as we move into this new year, I've got some great news for you. I want to tell you this morning that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're feeling, I want to tell you there is one in whom you can securely trust this morning. Let me say that again. There's one in whom you can securely trust. There's one that you can have every confidence in. You can have every confidence in him this morning that he will do exactly what he has said he will do. Let me say that again. He will do exactly what he said he will do. I want to tell you there is one that no matter what the circumstances in the coming days, he's going to be and do what he said he would be and what he said he would do. No matter what the circumstances you're facing, no matter what you're up against, no matter what the enemy may be worrying you about this morning, I want to tell you there's somebody that'll do what he said he would do and that'll be what he said he would be and you can count on him and you can count on that this morning. <laughs> the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, he will keep that, that I have committed unto him against that day. He will keep what I have committed unto him against that day. You know what Paul was saying there? Paul was saying, I have confidence that he's going to keep me. I've got confidence that he's going to do what he has said. I've got confidence that he can be trusted. Do you feel that way about him this morning? Do you feel that way about your God this morning? Listen to that again. Paul said, I believe he will keep me. I believe he'll do what he said he would do. And I believe that he can be trusted. In the light of that statement and in the light of those facts, I want to give you four things right quickly 
that you can be confident of and that you can be confident in as we move into this new year. I don't care what the new year may throw at you. I don't care what the new year may bring. I don't care what you're feeling this morning. I want to give you four things that you can believe, that you can have full confidence in for this coming new year. First of all, get it down. If you got a pencil, you might want to jot it down. You can be confident in the purpose of God. You can be confident in the purpose of God. Do you know this morning that God has a purpose for you? Let me say that again. Do you know this morning that God has a purpose for you? He's got a purpose for you. Every one of you in this building, God has a purpose for you. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Be confident in this very thing. Listen to this. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. He that started a good work in you, he that has a purpose for you, he will complete his purpose. He will complete what he has started in you. Do you understand that when you came to him and you trusted him as your Lord and Savior, do you understand that he began a work in you? Do you understand that? When you came to him and you accepted him as your Lord and your Savior, he started a work in you. He started something in you. He started a work in you. And what he began by his spirit, he will finish by his spirit. What he began by his grace, he will complete by his grace. Now for each one of us, it may be a little different in some areas of our life what that purpose is. It may be a little different in each of us what that is, but ultimately he is working in you to do one thing. Though there are different things in all of our lives that he may be working on, ultimately he is working on every one of us to do one thing, and that is to conform us into the image of his dear son. The day you got saved, do you understand? He started working on you to conform you to the image of his dear son, to make you as much like Jesus as you'll let him make you, to let him make you as much like Jesus as he wants to. He started a work in you to conform you and conform me to the image of his dear son. And I love that song we used to sing. We used to sing a song that said, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. (laughs) 
Oh, I got that in my spirit this week. I was sitting around the house singing that thing a little bit to myself. He's still working on me. Can I tell you, he's still working on you. And can I tell you, he's not just working on you, but he's going to finish what he started. He's going to get you to where he wants you to be. And you can count on that this year. You can write it down this year. God is working on you. He's got a purpose and he's going to finish what he started in you. He's going to finish what he started. <laughs> Lord, I believe if I wasn't so busy preaching, I'd just stop and shout a while. He's still working on me to make me what he wants me to be. He's still, look at your neighbor and say, he's still working on you. He's still working on you. He's still working on you. He's still working on me. <laughs> I don't know if that's doing anything to you, but it's about to do something for me up here. He's still working on you. Oh, get that in your spirit. This I don't care what this new year throws at you. I don't care what this new year brings to you. You can have confidence that he's still working on you. He's still working in you. Hallelujah. He's still working on me. <laughs> Be confident this morning. He has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life and all this year he's going to be working to bring it to pass. He's going to be working to make it happen. That's one thing going into this new year you can count on. That's one thing going into this year that you can be confident in. You can be confident that his purpose for you is being fulfilled. Number two, you can be confident this year in the promises of God. You can be confident in the promises of God. You not only can be confident of his purposes in your life, but you can be confident in the promises of God. 2 Peter 1 and 4. Peter says, he has given to us Exceeding great and precious promises. Listen to that. He has given to us exceeding great and precious promises. And I like that phrase, exceeding great. Peter says he's given us exceeding great promises. He's not just giving you any old promise. He's given you exceeding Great promises. I want you to get that in your spirit this morning. He has given us, he's given you exceeding great promises. That's what he's given to every one of us. If you'll study the pages of this book, you'll find there are hundreds of promises that are given to us. Do you understand? There are hundreds. It's not just one promise he's given us. He's given you hundreds of promises in this book. You understand that? That, that ought to change your outlook on the whole year that we're moving into. 
I can walk into this year knowing he's given me hundreds of promises. And guess what? He'll do everything he said he would do. <laughs> He'll keep every promise that he's given you. If you study this book, you'll find that he's given us hundreds of promises. And he will keep every promise that he's given us. He will keep every single one of them. He will keep his promises. I like the words of that song we sing sometimes. It says, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. <laughs> every promise in the book is mine. Let me say it again. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line, it all belongs to me and it all belongs to you. And how many of you know God's word never fails? He will keep his promises. Amen. He will keep his promises. Oh, hallelujah. Every promise in the book is yours and mine. Let me ask you, what promise do you need to cling to this morning? What, what, what promise? Maybe you came in this building worried and fretting about something, the devil trying to beat you up over something. Why don't you just reach in here and grab one of his promises and shake it in the face of the devil and say, what you gonna do about this old boy? Some of you look at me funny, but I know what I'm talking about. Every promise in this book is mine. Oh, how love love bo shut the hundred lobo sunday. Every promise in this book is mine. Every promise in this book is yours. And I can tell you, you can enter this year with this confidence. You can enter this year confident that he always keeps his word. He always keeps his promises. He'll do what he said he would do. He will keep his promises to me and to you. What promise do you need him to keep today? Well, what is there going on in your life? You, you, you came in here this morning. What is there that might be going on in your life, in your family, at your work? What is it with your health? What is it? What is it? I want to tell you, he will keep his promises this morning. You can be confident. You can be confident that he will keep his promises. I like that song. I'm just full of songs today. I've been having a singing time this week, getting this message ready. But I like that old song, I'm standing on the promises of Christ my King. <laughs> I'm standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises. I'm standing, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just standing on the promises this morning of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let his praises ring. I'm standing on the promises of God. I'm standing on his promises. You can be confident this morning. Hear me. You can be confident this morning on his, uh, on his purposes. You can be confident he'll finish what he started in you. And you can be confident of the promises of God that he will keep his promises. The third thing you can be confident in this morning, you can be confident in your petitions. You can be confident 
in your petitions. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. Listen to this. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask, now listen to this, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You hear that? Let me read it again. This is the word of God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We have this confidence that if we ask, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And John says, if he hears us, then we know that whatever we ask, we have the petitions that we ask of him. If you ask in his name, according to his will, you can go into this year confident that you have whatever you ask for. Now, keep in mind that one little phrase. You've got to ask according to his will. You can't walk out of here today and say, okay, the preacher said I can have what I asked for. I want one of them brand new electric cars. No, honey, you don't need that piece of junk. I guess you know where I stand on that. You, you, you got to ask according to his will. And I doubt it's his will to give you a new electric car this morning. <laughs> but if you'll ask according to his will, he said, if John said you ask according to his will, and you can have confidence that he will answer your prayer and he will give. Now, he may not give it just like you want it. He may wrap it in a different wrapping. He may not do it just when you want it. He may not do it just how you want it, but you can rest assured in one way or another, if you're asking according to his will, he will answer your prayer. And John says you can be sure that you have it. You have the petitions that you ask of him. In other words, God has a solution to every problem you face and every burden you carry. Let me say that one more time. God has the place. God has the answer. God has the solution for every problem you face and for every burden you carry. I want to say that one more time. I feel like this is soaking into you folks this morning. God has an answer. God has a solution for every problem you have and for every burden that you're carrying. He has the solution. He has the answer. And when you come to him in sincere prayer and asking according to his will, you can be sure that God will hear you and that God will respond to you. You can be sure. You can be confident. We're talking about confidence for the future. You can be confident that he will hear you 
that he has a solution, that he has an answer, and that he will move on your behalf. God will hear you and God will respond to you. The pure answer to what I'm preaching, the pure and simple truth is that God answers prayer. And you can move into this new year knowing that what that he will do, what he has promised, he will do. His word says he'll answer our prayers. How many of you know he'll do what his word says? He'll do what his word says. You can have confidence this morning. You can have confidence that he will hear your prayer and that he will answer your petition. The fourth thing you can have confidence in in this new year The fourth thing is that you can be confident in your position in Christ. You can be confident of your position in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, listen to this, if anyone is in Christ, if you've come to him, surrendered your life, given your life to him, if you're in Christ, then you can be sure that you're a new creation. Paul says in Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? He is a new creation. What does that mean? I'm a new creation. Here's what it means. Ephesians 1 tells us that Paul says, because we're in him, because we are in him, we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin. Did you get that? Because we're in him, and when you come to Christ, you're in him. When you come and accept him, you are now in him, and if you are, then we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin. In other words, you've been forgiven. If you've come to him, you can have confidence that you've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. Do you understand that? I think there's a lot of people that really wrestle with that even after they come to Christ, even after they accept him and become a Christian. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with the fact that they have truly been forgiven and that they are redeemed. If you believe what I'm preaching, well, don't just believe what I'm preaching, believe what the Word says. The Word says what? The Word says that you are in Christ, you're a new creation. You have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. You're forgiven. You've been redeemed by His blood. Now, if that's true, and I say if, Since that's true, let me change my word there. Since that's true, then whenever the enemy comes around you this year and starts trying to accuse you and belittle you and remind you of your past, you just look that old boy in the face and say, I'm sorry, old devil, but I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Yes, I did those things, and I wish I hadn't. 
Yes, I did those things and, and, and I wish I could forget them. But old devil, you need to know something. I've been forgiven. I've been, I've been washed in the blood. I'm redeemed by the blood. My past is settled. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I've been redeemed. That's another song. I've been redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory. Christ is mine. <laughs> Sherry, I should have given you this whole list and let's just sung all six of them this morning. I've been redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory. Christ is mine. I've been redeemed. Ephesians 1 and 11 says that I have obtained, that we have obtained an inheritance and we have a bright future. It tells us that we are heirs and joint heirs. I, I, I got to writing that down this week and I got to thinking about it and, and I think it hit me in a way that it never has before. It says we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You know what an heir is? That, that, that means whatever somebody's got, if they die and you're one of the heirs, you're going to get... You're going to get part. Part of it is you. You're an heir. I'm an heir with Jesus Christ. I think they hit me this week like it's never hit. I, anything he's got coming, anything in the kingdom world that he's going to set up, I'm an heir to part of that. I, I, I own some of that. I'm part of that. I, I, I'm an heir with him. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's what gives me the confidence. That's what gives me the absolute assurance. That's what gives me the confidence that I am positioned in Christ. You can be confident of your position in him, that you're redeemed, you're forgiven, you're a new creature. You're a new person. Act like it. I didn't have that written down. That just hit me. The Holy Ghost just hit me with that one. Act like it. You're a new creature. You're a new creature. You're not supposed to be acting the old way. You ain't supposed to be acting like you used to act. You're a new creature. Get it together this morning. <laughs> well, glory to God. I don't know if it's helping you, but it's helping me some. You're a new creature in Christ. We are, listen to what the Bible says. We are heirs and joint heirs. We are sealed, listen to this. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. When we come to him, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. In other words, we belong to him. We are his property and we can be secure in him. We belong to him. I am his property. How many of you know he's going to look out to his property? Do you look out to your property? Sure you do. Probably got floodlights everywhere. Got these new ding-a-ling ring doorbells. and You can see people before you emote in the door. I doubt the Lord needs ring doorbells, but he's looking after me. I'm secure. 
I'm secure. Now, that don't mean I may not hit some rough spots in the road. That don't mean I may not have some trouble sometime. It may come, but when it does, I'll just reach out and call on him and remind him that I'm his and he's promised to look after me. He's promised to take care of me. And how many of you know what I said a while ago? He keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. I belong to him. I'm his property. In other words, you can be confident this morning as you move through this new year that you are in Christ and that all the benefits that come with that are yours. You can just rest assured that you are in him and all of the benefits that come from being in him, all of the benefits that's written down in this book, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Can you say that to yourself this morning? Can you get that in your spirit? Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. It's yours this morning. It's mine this morning. It belongs to us this morning. I don't know all that 2023 may bring to you. There'll probably be some bumps in the road. There'll probably be some difficult times that will arise. There'll probably be some challenges that you'll face. All of that happens. But all of that happens against the backdrop of this book. And I want to tell you this morning, this book is greater than any problem. It's greater than any difficulty. It's greater than any challenge that you may face this year. And what I'm telling you is, you can walk out this door this morning with confidence. Confidence in His purposes, that He has a purpose and a plan for you. You can walk out this door this morning confident of his promises that he will keep his promises. You can walk out this door confident that he hears your petitions and that he will answer your prayers. You can walk out of this door confident of your position in him. Will you stand with me, please? I don't know what you may have felt as you entered into this new year. As I said at the beginning, sometimes we're all filled with hope that things are going to get better. Then sometimes, if we're not careful, we find ourselves filled with fear. Well, I wonder if they really are going to get better. I don't know the answer to all of those things that come to you, but I do know what this book says. And I do know that according to this book, I can be confident in his plans for me He's got a plan for me. (laughs) 
He's got a plan for me. He's got a plan for you. And I can walk out of here confident that he's still working on me. I can walk out of here confident of his promises. He will keep his promises to me this year. I can walk out of here confident that he hears and answers my prayers, that he hears and gives me the petitions that I ask. I can walk out of here confident of my position in him. I am in him and he is in me. What do I have to be afraid of? What do I have to fear? I've got confidence this morning in those four things. I hope you've got them in your head, in your heart. I hope you'll walk out of here confident this morning that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of anything this year. No matter what may come, no matter what may happen, be confident in these four things. Be confident in them. Father, I pray this morning that somehow you will fill every person in this congregation. Fill them up with these promises. Fill them up with this confidence. The confidence of your purposes, your promises, of their petitions, and of your position or their position in you. I wonder this morning with heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder if there might be somebody here this morning that'll say, Brother Marley, that's wonderful. But there's one problem. I've never given my heart to him. I'm not in him. He's not in me. I've never surrendered my life. But I'd like to leave here this morning with that confidence. I'd like to leave here confident of all these things you've just talked about. I wonder if you'd be willing to just step out right now and come down here. Let, let me have a prayer with you. Anybody here, you're lost. You don't know the Lord. You're not saved. You're not in Him. I wonder if there's anybody. You just, you just be willing to say, Brother Marley, I want to be in Him. I want to leave here in Him. I want to leave here knowing these promises are mine. I'd like to come this morning. Anybody? Anybody in this place? Father, you know our hearts. You know every person standing here. Lord, I pray if there's one, I pray if there's one in this building that needs to come and let you into their heart, I pray that somehow you'll touch them right there where they stand right now. Lord, you can do it right there where they are if they'll just cry out to you. I pray that you'll do it in Jesus' name. And Lord, let all of us leave here this morning with this confidence, with this assurance that you have plans for us, that you're going to keep your promises, that you're going to hear us when we pray, and that we have a position in you that makes us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. 
Father, fill us with that confidence and that hope. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Be back Wednesday night for our sessions on leadership. Be back here next Sunday to hear our bishop, Ainsworth, preach for us. Talk to us a little bit about our pastoral situation. You're dismissed, fellowship.